In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Movies are dreams. That you never forget. Sammy? change how everything looks it's hard to find our house ours is the dark house with no lights in this family it's the scientists versus the artists sammy's on my team takes after me what he does that's playful or imaginative. You could afford to be a little encouraging. She should have been a concert piano player. What she got in her heart is what you got. You can't just love something, you also have to take care of it. It's more important than your hobby. Can you stop calling it a hobby? Mom got a monkey! Why'd you get a monkey? Because I needed a laugh. You always have to be the center of attention. Stop shouting at her! Now there's been nothing but disrespect from you! I'm your mother! Family, art, it'll tear you in two. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. was your favorite part? Judd, how oh, are you? Oh, boy, you're, you're recording, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody, Judd. No, 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 I'm just thinking, we better like each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so take take the warning, <laughs> Judd. I, you know, I, I was so happy to speak to you today because you've done so much. You know, in, in your career, you've done your filmography is so entrenched with such wonderful work. Um, what do you think your life would have been like had you gone down the engineering in the Westinghouse road with a degree in physics? Have you ever thought about that? You know, I always wondered about that because what I took from it really was the. Uh, the learning was great. The, the the use of the learning was great. It it it, it you, you you kind of I mean I didn't know or or even think that I would become an actor at that time because that was the most important thing was to uh, to learn. Uh, 
as much as I was capable of doing. Mm. I was fascinated with mathematics. I was fascinated with with uh, physics. I was fascinated with everything that I learned. And so I went as far as I could. Um, but there was a dibbick somewhere in me that that just kept on, you know, uh, knocking at my heart and saying, <clears throat> you will not be happy. <laughs> if, and it's hard. If, it's hard if, if you it, don't. Yeah, if you don't do something with people, you will not be happy. So, and it's hard. It's hard to make that decision, right, Judd? Because you're you're going from something that in a career like acting, which is very unstable, to a job that is very stable. You know, somebody you're clearly very bright degree yeah. in physics. So that takes a lot of chutzpah to make that to make that decision. Well, it's just when you become the aviator and you know you can fly the damn plane <laughs> and that you'll be able to do some great things with this airplane that you jump out of it <laughs> in a parachute <laughs> and wonder where you're going to land. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I I did want to wish you a belated uh, happy Veterans Day and thank you for your service. My father was in the army, so I can I can absolutely respect and 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 be grateful to anybody that does serve. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I la- I laughed my way through. It was fine. <laughs> so luckily I did want. I wasn't around. L- luckily, I was either <clears throat> too young for one war and too old for the other. <laughs> and that's a good spot to be in. Absolutely. But um, somehow, so- but somehow, we're always at war. <laughs> I did want to touch upon a few of your works before we get to this wonderful Resistance 1942 yeah. movie that I, that I saw. Great movie. Um, you, you know, what do you think? You know, I was reading something in IMDb today, which is which is funny to me because I, I wonder who puts some of these entries in because anybody can enter things. And it says that many of your characters are are um, cranky and ill and ill tempered. I find that your your characters are filled with depth and heart. So it's like weird how people can see your characters like. I think your characters, and I can name ten movies off the top of my head, where the character has heart and and, and depth and love to it. So, well, it, it, that's that's the trouble with social media. There, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to a matter of taste, uh, I they just don't have it. I mean, it, 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 hey, listen, if you ever got described by that many people, uh, you know, there's only. Only one or two is really going to know what the hell they're talking about. The other ones are just uh, blabbing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, and, and I think sure, they meant to us. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If you're described by that, you know, you you kind of say to yourself, who do the, who, who is it that des- that's describing me? You know. I mean, I mean, you could say that about any actor. You could say that about Al Pacino. Like, I just think it's weird how people see things, and I don't think they meant it as an insult. I think it was a compliment, but I I don't think it was very reflective of how uh, the, the range that you possess. Not a compliment. It's like somebody trying to find an adjective. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yes. It's like yeah. not, know, not knowing English well enough <laughs> to describe yeah. something. Hey, listen. Uh, language is very imperfect. The people who can use more language perfect at least uh, an image which is closer to what the language can describe. There's no language that really can tell you how you feel and how you can express it. You have to just do more and more and more. That's why adjectives are there. That's how it, you know, and remember the, the expression in, from inside to outside can only come from uh, uh, language. I mean, and it's so imperfect. I'll tell you what I found out when I went to school and I, and, and, and I was I was going to study very technical stuff called engineering. It's called math and physics. Okay. 
That's mm-hmm. what I. That's what I studied. Math. Math was the beginning. Math was the thing that got me interested into um, uh, what what is possible and how you get there. It's it's almost like you know if I was someone giving you a telescope now and I could look into the um, uh, into the universe, I'd be fascinated by how to get there. I'd be fascinated by anything I didn't know. Math is a perfect language. Cannot mm. you cannot describe the number one in any other way? <laughs> yeah, there is there is any, no gray there's no gray area. There is no right. yeah, yeah there is no uh, uh um supreme court of numbers to tell you what it really means. You know, it's it's it. Um, yeah. but the rest of it is language. And um <clears throat> luckily uh we get a chance to express artfully through language. Yeah, and, uh, well said. These well guys, said. these guys wrote a wonderful script, and 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 the rest is as rest is, is your imagination uh, and what the camera can do. You know. Yeah. Yep. For sure. But and and feelings, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the people that listen to the podcast were very excited that we were going to be speaking. So I just had a few questions before we hop into Resistance 1942. Um, you were terrific in Independence Day. Why does that movie work so well, Judd? Uh, <clears throat> I think because it had a sense of humor. Mm. Mm. I think that, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the technical part uh, took care of itself. You know, explode as many things as you want and be fascinated <laughs> with the idea that anything like that could possibly happen. And then get a point of view. And remember, the point of view uh, uh, is, I don't know, I guess, I guess it must be uh, the writer and Roland Emmerich, the guy who directed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, they were always somehow interested in how funny something can possibly be. In the you know, in 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 the depths of of the worst thing that's happening, I saw something funny. Mm, you know? mm, mm. and I think that's that way in almost every in almost every tragedy and almost every uh, disaster. But he had a great sense of humor. <laughs> and when you're when you're on set, uh, Judd, or, or shooting a scene, are you ever blown away by a colleague? For example, I was rewatching A Beautiful Mind over the weekend. Are you ever blown away by, like, say, like a Russell Crowe, you know, in an iconic movie like that? Has has a co has a has a castmate ever blown you away with their work, or a director with his her his or her words? Have you ever been blown away like a fan would be blown away while watching it? Yeah, well, um, I can only uh, I don't know uh, hope to join them in some way. You know, mm, uh, mm. from the very beginning, fascination. Came how to, uh, to how I can u- use myself in, in, in their uh, um, place, you know, wherever they were. I was wondering how I could affect uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Well the said. Fascination is, you know, like like with Pacino. You know, there's a there's a series of Pacino does called Hunters, and I got an opportunity to play with him uh, recently on that show. And um, I, I I admired that guy more than pretty much any American actor when I when I saw it because I believed him so much and I I don't know there was something so uh, down to he was strong he was really good um, 
and when I got the opportunity to play with him, I thought, ah, there we go. Yeah. If I can only ex- if I can only express and join on that 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 train that he runs on, I- I'll be very very happy. And uh, I was te- I was eager, terribly eager, and I was glad that they that they asked me to do the part. And then coming to the second season, I have to repeat the character, and he calls me and says, "Come over and let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about our about our scenes that we're going to do." So uh, yeah, I went over to the... his house, we sat in the garden, brought the writer, and they wanted to know what I thought. Now that to yeah. me was like, uh, that's a gift. That's a, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you, you, you not only are as good as you are, but, but you're, you're, you're so willing to show me, you know, that, um, uh, your, your willingness is, uh, to want to make something come out good. You know, I didn't know that, Yeah, you know? Usually, yeah. you think you're going to be taken for granted if you're going to be in the in 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 the uh, in the 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 in the same room with the god, you know. But I'm, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Like, so I did... like like Steven uh, uh, Spielberg. Okay, in the last movie I just did, you you, you think, oh well, uh, you know, you're going to be going to be under the a snow a snowstorm. You know, what what are you going to do? Well. Um, um, he immediately becomes your friend. Immediately is, is is thankful that you're there. Wants to know who you are. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. So so you stole my next topic. Um, I was I was at the theater about a month ago, and this trailer comes on at the movie theater, and I'm watching it. And after two minutes and five seconds, Judd, I am in full tears. I am weeping. I am emotional. This movie, The Fablemans, has me like you know be beside myself. And this is just the trailer. So I can't wait till the movie yes. comes out where I can really embarrass myself in front of my wife. Uh, so I have to say, I'm watching this trailer. You mentioned Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah. So so Uncle Boris in real life is a, is a real person to Spielberg. He's a person that actually existed. And for him to turn to you, based, and I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, and say to you, I trust you with this character. Do what you have to do. Just blows me away, Judd, that, that this legendary, iconic director has this much has this much trust and says, and trust you as an actor and says, do with this what you will. Yeah. The, it, it, was, uh, it put me in that place of, uh, of uh, um, questioning. You know what I mean? I, there wasn't anything for me to ask because there wasn't anything forthcoming from Stephen to want to tell me. <clears throat> I figured, okay, if that's the character and he doesn't have to fit into any particular mold as to what part of, uh, how effective he was in the family and what, what he was like in the family. In fact, the, the answer is not much because he hardly ever, I mean, met him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when they mm-hmm. did, uh, he, he really never, uh, this is what I got was, uh, because no matter what I said, his, his, his hesitance to tell, to describe this guy was, there it was like uh you know um uh, we can hardly understand what the man said <laughs> okay all right all right now so that, now you got to go and take a look at the script and see what you're going to do all right so i so i thought ah it's the effect on steven as a teenager that i'm playing like mm. an oracle comes down invades his room and startles him into an idea 
that he'll that 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 will that will hit him later. Uh, so, I mean, have you seen the movie? No, not yet. No. I, I'm I'm watching. Right. I, I didn't want to see a screener. I, I'm I'm saving this for All the right. big screen. Yep. Okay. I'm 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 saying that there is nothing that I could tell you that will that will spoil this for you because okay. we'll not be able to describe that. I can't describe the scene no matter what I say. Anyway, it doesn't make any difference. Just remember that um, that um, Tony Kushner, who is one of the foremost playwrights in America, has written this with Stephen. Wow. So. Uh- I, I will say that Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair said about your performance, it bursts into, he burst into the Fablemans and nearly runs away with the entire movie. That was Vanity Fair on your performance in this movie. Yeah. Uh, last question on this, and then I'll, I'll get to this wonderful movie we're here for. Um, so there there was, I've, there's multiple reports. Seth Rogen said it, um, that Stephen, obviously, as he should, is very emotional filming this. It's about his life. It's about people in his life. Um, I think there was a quote where you even saw in the corner of your eyes, Stephen getting emotional. How good yeah. does that make you feel to see like so I I'm passionate about cinema and I'm certainly no Steven Spielberg but like yeah. to, to hear those stories makes me just love well, this man even more. Yeah, that happened off camera because uh, when we were shooting the scene, his excitement was great for for the particular time that I was there. Uh, excitement about about the how it was going um, and the effect on the on the character playing him. Uh, so. That part, that was not the most emotional thing that was that I that I noticed. I can only notice it because when when we when we weren't shooting and we were waiting for something, and Stephen was anywhere near me, I, I was always in some way talking to him uh, about anything. It didn't make a difference what it was. That he was kind of breathing in some way and wanting to tell you that everything in that room, everything in that house, it was a house. And mm. even on the set, it's not the house, but the set was was real. Everything in his memory, he put everything into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he reproduced his house. He reproduced all the furniture. He reproduced the color of the walls. Every single thing. He was back in that place, and I yeah. and 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 it's almost like seeing someone seeing something for the fir- for, for the first time, even though they've lived it a long time ago. You know, yeah. And he would just absolutely. turn around and say, "He would just turn around and say, uh, um, uh, you know, the house where I lived is still there." <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in a time machine. It's like being in a time machine, Judd. A bit. Yeah, I can't you know? speak for him, but I know I know how it must feel. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We all have we all have a neighborhood. That, yes. Uh, yes. If we go back to. I mean, this guy. This guy took me for a ride through the Bronx. One of the one of these writers, uh, uh, guy from Vanity Fair, I guess it was. Yeah, and yeah. For a ride to the Bronx of my old neighborhoods that I can remember yeah. to, to to write an article. <laughs> wow! I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, uh, you know, mine mine's a different story than Stevens, but but I, I still it still affected me tremendously for you know because um, I'm 11 years older than he is. That's right. He's seventy-five. That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, and you guys are both at the top of your game, which is just awesome. Uh, let's get into this resistance, nineteen forty-two. What go a ahead, wonderful, what a wonderful cast. Jason Patrick, Carrie Elways. Um, it, unfortunately, it was it was Mira Furlan's last film, and she's terrific. Uh, what a wonderful actor she was, uh, Judd. 
What happened to her? Um, she passed away. I think it was West Nile virus at 65. Yep. Passed away. She was great. Was, great. Was it, was it just, just after we did the movie? Yeah, it was 20. It might've been early. It was 2021 for sure. But, uh, she's just terrific in this. Like she's just this whole cast. Um, but yeah, it was her last film, but like, you know, it's, um, to remember her in this way to, to, to be in such a powerful movie is, is, is yeah. such a, is such a blessing. Um, let me ask you this. So it's a, it's a war genre. My father was in the army. He would have, my dad passed away a few years back. He would have loved it. But there's always a story in our family. Um, it was my great grandmother where they lived in Poland and she had a potato cellar and she hid Jews in this potato cellar at the risk of her whole family being killed and at the risk of um, wow. the whole neighborhood, the whole neighborhood being eliminated. So watching this movie, um, I'm loving the movie, but I'm also reflecting back to this personal you know, family um, piece of oral tradition that's been existing in our family forever. So uh, for so many reasons, I love this movie. Talk about your impressions of this movie because you're so good in this. And it's just a, a really powerful piece. Uh, and, and I really felt Matt and, and, and Landon did a wonderful job with this movie. Yeah, it, I guess um, if you have to do something like this, you have to find an experience somewhere that informs you about what it felt like to be in such a desperate situation as to be uh, always expecting to be uh, found out, you know, in a, in a situation like that. Um, and then double down on the fact that you're, you're, you're playing in a place that's occupied by the mm. Nazis and, 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 and they're right outside your door. Uh, God, I mean, put yourself in a situation in a pla uh, place like that. And, um, uh, like for instance, I was a kid during the Second World War, right? Mm -hmm. When the Holocaust, when I when I started to realize uh, about about the Holocaust, um, uh, couldn't get out of my my feel. I, I mean, the, I went over and over and over and over again about how it would be that I was so lucky not to have been there. You know what I mean? Mm. There, but for the grace of God, my God, six million. But I mean, I could have been one of those people, and then. The fascination is that there's no way you can tell. You can't live through. You can't. As an actor, I would not be able to do that. I, I, I'll approximate it, perhaps. But what is it like? What you know? It's it's the hardest thing to play, really, mm, mm, because mm. it's the it's the hardest experience to 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 even think of. You know. You know. You, every second that you're going to die, you know every second that it that that misery is your uh, is your 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 companion, and that and doing this movie, I was kind of grateful that these guys came to me and asked me to play this part because it, it kind of it helped me get through how it could have been, you know what I'm saying, uh, and right. why I suffered as a child, uh, knowing that. I mean, it, I would have wished to have been born any other time, believe me. Uh, but that was the thing that was, that, was, that was my era. I was a child. I went through the Second World War. I heard about it all. We were all warned that, that, it, that we could lose. And, um, and uh, you know, um, the only thing we knew that we needed to get through life was courage. Mm. All. Mm. I mean, as, as a child. You know, in school, here in America, that's what we—that's what we had to learn. Uh, 
And how much, John, how much, how much of your, you you know, you mentioned growing up during this time, how much of that is, you know, obviously you have your acting ability and and I get it. You you can become a chameleon. I get that part of it. But how much does personal experience like this in a movie like this get involved in your acting, you know, living during these times, you know, you know, reading about what people were going through, how much of that is actively in your mind as you're, as you're acting? You got to know this. It's still in me. I still, I mean, that'll never, that'll never leave. It's, I'm carrying that forever. Uh, 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 there's no applause needed, but I'm saying I, that is in, that will be in me for until the day I die. That experience is uneradicable and we can't do it. You can't remove it from me. Um, you know, uh, whether, whether tr- the tradition that I didn't even ask for being Jewish has, has had any effect. I wouldn't know. I, I can't tell you that. No. I just know that one day I went to Israel to do some kind of a project, some uh, movie project. And, uh, as soon as I arrived, somehow, uh, home, uh an entire, uh, country, I never met anybody, uh, from there at that time. It was in the eighties. And, I was welcome, mm. as if mm. uh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to welcome uh, as if it's my homeland. Mm. I mean, I, I'm American. I wasn't Israeli. I wasn't any of those things, right? Mm. I mean, I wasn't even religious. Mm. All I do is get. All I did was get bar mitzvah because they because I was forced to because I had to. Oh, so, right. It's it, yeah, and that's all I had. That's all I had. But for some reason, um, they didn't even instill it in me. There's, I don't know, I guess, so. I'm, I'm really from an old place, I guess, you know. My mother was from Russia. She was Yiddish. I mean, these are things that sort of like hang out in your in your past. You don't even know how they got there. Yeah, so. yeah, well said, well said. You know, I have two final questions for you, one of which is, you know, it has a, you have a co-director situation here with Matt and Landon, and I heard you in the previous project, Say Stephen kind of gave you the reins to kind of do what you will. Did Matt and Landon have the same approach? Were they like, you know what, uh, Judd, this is your character. Do as you do as you see fit. Yeah, they depend in tr- truly on uh, what we came up with and who we are. At least with me, yes. Um, I think that's why they can't. I think that's why they wanted me to be in the movie. Um, and why we met, we actually met. I invited them over to a, to my head. They wanted to come and meet me and, and talk about it. I wanted to talk about that movie before we did it also. Mm. Uh, because I wanted to make sure that those pieces that I read were going to be in it. Now, sometimes things will change. It's like, uh, it's like warning them that you better not change certain parts that I like. <laughs> you know, you're not thinking of taking out you're not thinking of taking out those prayers, are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? That was yeah. that, that's a that, that's a that's a major part of the movie. Yeah, it, it's a terrific movie. It's available now, I think, pretty much in select theaters and on demand. Eleven Eleven, um, a wonderful movie. My last thing for you, Judd, is you know I remember my late father and I we we bonded watching Taxi in, in the late seventies, and here you are in in twenty twenty two still kicking ass. And I just want to say. I love your work. You're a phenomenal actor. And thank you for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com. 